0: Sounds like audio crisp.
1: This is the North End. This is the North End. Welcome to the North End podcast, with three Canadians and an Englishman who talk about English soccer. I am I'm blessed with two of the usual suspects, Mr. Paul Forrest. How are you today? I'm good. I, uh, I I don't think you said that you've been blessed by my company in a while, and I missed it. I, and I, I like it. <laughs> I feel specifically blessed right now because of the situation we're still in, and uh, I, I'm also blessed with Mr. David Condry. How are you today? Good. I'm. Um,
2: uh, we've got uh, a special guest. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm kind of gonna tease it a little, but I'm excited about that because uh, we've been kind of wanting to get him on for a while, and I'm very secure very curious to hear his take on a few things
1: yeah it should be interesting uh that'll be uh a little later on in the show we're gonna we're gonna sort of give a bit of an update um and then we'll we'll get him up and chatting so uh paulie do you want to give us uh start us with a bit of an update of where are we at with project restart and sure. all the other things that so we're gonna talk about? we're days away from actual football thank christ
0: uh days days but- You know, in the vacuum of no actual news to report, uh, news is always (laughs) being clickbaitable. This is around the time, the period where uh, transfers would be kind of getting into shape and would be happening. So some of the rumors that are out there in the world are actually worth listening to because some contracts are running down. Some players are becoming available. Uh, So we'll start with Timo Werner, who, um, if you don't know, is a German national. He plays for RB Leipzig in the Bundesliga. He's been lighting it up. He's been earmarked for uh, for for sale this season because he has a buyout clause um, for the cheap, cheap, low rate of fifty million. million. Is it fifty, it's 50 million?
1: I... Wow, that's, it's, that's crazy.
0: Which is a fire sale for this guy. He bangs in goals consistently, and I think he's about twenty three, twenty four. Uh, phenomenal. He had been. Uh, openly flirting with not just Liverpool but Klopp specifically they've had recent Zoom calls to talk about the future of him at Liverpool and as much as everyone was confident that this was going to happen to Liverpool for sure Klopp wants it the player wants it he's cheap as shit it's not going to happen Uh, Chelsea have come in out of nowhere have seemingly made terms with the player have have everything seemingly lining up like it's going to be a lock on the sole reason why this is happening is because Liverpool have basically said the Klopp, from all accounts, there's no money to spend, even though this is I would argue a player that would keep them top of the table for a few years to come and allow them to have the cover of, they have a front three who are amazing. But they're all kind of in their late 28s, 29 age gap. This is a huge mix, and I, I think it's a COVID situation. I think it's it's funds during COVID. Um, it, um, yeah, I think, I think
1: it's not yet, but it, it's looking like it's going to be a Chelsea. Yeah. I was, I think I'd like to chime in on that a little bit is, I mean, are we seeing what's likely going to happen with most clubs? Uh, you know, the, there's probably only two clubs that that won't happen to and Chelsea being one of them and, and, uh, who we're going to talk about a little bit later, Manchester city, who are going to have that, that pool of money, no matter what, uh, you know, they're the only, they're the only two clubs, maybe man, you, you could argue. could No, man,
0: man U will, will have it. Um, there, there are certain clubs that are, are still going to be, uh, you know, players in the game, but whereas before maybe in the premier league, there was 12, like when that Everton, changed, right? West like, Ham,
1: they had money. Um, we're talking 50 million, right? Like, who's going to, like, after this, when the clubs are, like, furloughing their staff, are going to have 50 million to drop on a player. How do you, how do you justify that in any, any capacity? Well, I well, think well there's, well, only, there's well, only, there's only a couple of clubs or a few clubs that can do that. That was, hold on a second. Let's also think
2: about this for a second. Chelsea have had a transfer ban and haven't, Bought anybody? for that's
1: the other thing. Yeah. Two
2: to three yeah. windows. So they've probably been waiting with a, a long list of players. And he's—I mean—you uh, would say maybe other than Cavani on a on a free uh, team of earners, the, the the most tracked number nine in Europe right now. If they get him, this is a huge coup. My question—I don't think anyone's asking. I've been seeing online: How do you think Tammy Abraham feels about this move? Like this is a kid who's trying to really stamp his place into the team. Think he's rattled by this at all, or I think he's
0: got to I... <laughs> be practical sorry, sorry. about how many actual strikers they have. They're going to lose Giroud. It's it's pretty much written in the stars. Tammy's had an injury. He's watched what happens when an injury happens at in Premier League level. Uh, there's no reason why these two guys can't play together. He uh, Werner can actually play on the right. He likes to cut in. He's pretty tactically flexible. He's not a traditional number nine. Um, He's more of a Rashford. Like you can throw him out in the wing and he can do some damage. Uh, I think if I'm Tammy
1: Abraham, I'm a little bit nervous, but also possibly quite excited about this. Uh, one more question for you guys. In regards to sort of, I know we're not really paying attention to the Bundesliga anymore, but that is where he plays, and I know that we've we've talked about this uh, in the last few podcasts in regards to the quality of the Bundesliga and whether or not it'll translate from there to. Um, you know, to the Premier League. Do you guys think that there'll be any of that with him or is he already there? Like I know he's, he's playing at a high level in the Champions League. He's still, he's, he's, he's going to be a good player, but is, is that gonna, that stuff we've been talking about as regards to the level he's at, is there, is there a problem there? Do you think?
2: Always a concern for me, uh, especially an attacking player coming from the Bundesliga to make a direct impact uh, in the Premier League. We've seen it in the past where it hasn't been an easy transition. I do don't think it's going to be for the case uh, for Werner. He plays on a, on a on a good Leipzig team, but he really his goal scoring ability and his way to hold the ball and move his technical ability. I think it's a, a fantastic signing for Chelsea if they officially pull it off because they've got some really good good young players in that squad. I actually do think Chelsea are are, are slowly starting to move in the right direction. Uh, I don't know how much of this is a Lampard thing, but. He, he's a guy who I think will have a seamless transition in his scoring goals in the Premier League. Paul, I don't know. What do you think?
0: I, I really desperately didn't want this guy to go to Liverpool because I didn't need another value buy for Liverpool of this quality because I really do think this would have covered them for injuries and for somebody to move on, which I do expect will happen sooner or later at Liverpool. Uh, so I love that he's going to Chelsea. I also kind of feel pretty good about the fact that Chelsea seem to ruin any striker of quality that go there for whatever reason, they've got a real like striker curse going on. Um, Murata was, was probably a better high profile striker when he went to Chelsea than this guy is right now. And it just didn't work out. So you never know. Um, that could have been for a bunch of different reasons, but the Premier League is a very difficult r- league to adjust to, and and you gotta watch the the, the the seemingly statistically amazing players that come out of Bundesliga when they come to the Premier League, it's just it's it's more often than not not
2: there. Yeah, for sure. He's got twenty five goals this season in Germany playing for Leipzig. He's I mean Lewandowski. has got thirty, but Lewandowski number one is arguably the best number nine in the world. Number two, he plays for Bayern Munich. Like this guy, he, he could depending on the setup and how they set up around him. He could light the league on fire.
1: He could. Yeah, he could. I mean, again, that's always the case with these players. Paul, is there any any other transfers? Kai Havertz is another name coming out of
0: Germany that has a lot of attachment. Um, Kai Havertz is 20 years old. He is just banging in goals for fun. He's a creative midfield player who plays a little bit like a a behind-the-striker or a disguise striker. Um, He is going to be available for something ridiculous it'll be like a 70 to 80 million dollar purchase he's currently being attached to interestingly Chelsea again who uh, are looking to replace Willian and Pedro and have not spent in some time so they're definitely trying to build something there and they've got the money to do so and they've had a stockpile of investment waiting to spend Um, and also interestingly Man United where I don't personally see a Man United purchase here. I don't see how it could make sense when they've just bought Bruno. They, they play a similar position. Kai Havertz can play on the right, but it's not really his specialist position. We need a right winger, but I think we actually need somebody who can play it. Maybe I believe he's on the list as a second choice behind Jadon Sancho, but um if he goes to Chelsea and they get uh, Timo Werner, and they've got Pulisic. Uh, you're talking no, about even, a really
2: about powerful that. front three. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Havertz is the he's the hot commodity right now. Like attacking midfielders across Europe, he's literally being linked. And I think as the summer goes on and gets closer to the transfer window opening, he's going to be linked to everybody. You're going to see Real Madrid. You're going to see teams in Italy. He he really is that peak attacking young midfielder, and he's 20 years old. It's not like he's 27, 28. You're getting a guy who's entering into his prime. Um, he, He will be, I think, one of few players where you might start to see more money than maybe
1: teams want to spend in this actual current climate right now, but he's a nice player to watch. Yeah, he is a nice player to watch. I would like to say uh, from a size perspective though, I think he's, he's got to grow a little bit. So I don't know. You'd see him go into the Premier league from a physical perspective and be able to compete the same way as maybe he would a year or two from now. Um, He is, like you said, he's only 20 and he's slight, Uh, but you know, he's, he's, he's a smart player so that that can get you a a long way in, in, in any league. But, I do think that's that's going to be an issue for him in the Premier League.
2: Yeah. I just uh, want the transfer window to open because yeah, I Trent, the silly season... <laughs> I, I, I want to
1: I see them finish the regular season first. Come I, come I on. know.
2: I'm not a YouTube guy, but when the silly season happens, I'm watching everybody. I need it.
0: So uh, speaking yeah. of last rumor, uh, Donnie Vanderby currently at Ajax. Um, midfield player who can play pretty much any position in the midfield is strongly attached to Manchester United. Uh, the interest for Manchester United for this player has been confirmed by the board at Ajax. Uh, this seems like there's a legitimate conversation going on with Van der Beek. He was earmarked to be a player to go to Real Madrid this summer. Apparently, the agent has let it leak, let it leak, uh, that Real Madrid have said, we're not purchasing anybody Uh, which is either an agent kind of putting some gas on the fire to like make sure this move happens for the player to go to the club he wants, which would be Real Madrid, or he's letting it known the only real options are anybody who comes to the table. Now Manchester United might be poised to take advantage of this, or it might just be a classic either Real Madrid, you sign my, my, uh, my player now, or somebody else big a la Manchester United will do it. Um, I personally don't know how much is, actually involved in this rumor. I would love it if it's true. He's a quality midfield player. I think the price would be reasonable. I think you'd find a way to put him in the squad. Uh, all of a sudden, Manchester United would have the midfield depth that Man City have, which is part of the reason why I don't believe this is true. Um, but it's it's one of the bigger keep-your-eyes-on-this-space rumors for the summer. Uh, and then nice. last but not least is uh, Diago Silva, 35-year-old center back of international fame from brazil it has been confirmed that he will no longer be a psg player as of the end of his contract this summer he is available for signing for anyone who still wants a little bit of a legged but ultimately fantastic defender uh i can think of a few clubs that might need a center back for cover for laporte specifically you know <laughs>
2: what, uh, but before we go any further down the role with him, m- m- arguably maybe the best defender of his generation, like this, how good he's, and he could still play. I think this has got Italy written
1: all over it. But yeah, we'll he's perfect, for the, perfect for that league. So I know he's, I know he's sitting there chomping at the bit. We've kind of left him in the background while we've been talking football and he's probably just losing his mind a little bit. So I'd like to, I, we'd like to welcome, um, Nancy, uh, MCFC, uh, Toronto founder and uh, co owner of Opera Bob's, which is the MCFC supporters' pub. Uh, Mr. Ross Sibner, welcome to the podcast. Mm. Uh,
0: thanks
3: for having there me. You. There, there, he is.
1: there you go. I could see his like clinking of the can in the background and the, yeah, like, the rustle whenever he wanted to say something, but he couldn't chime getting in.
3: Getting updated <laughs> on the transfer market of what all the, the scum scumbasters across the uh, <laughs> city from us are going to be purchasing. So
1: Nice, nice. Well, welcome to the podcast, man. It's good to have you on. We have been wanting to get you on for a yeah. while. Um, there aren't there aren't a lot of you, and this is not so much of an insult as it is just sort of a curiosity. There's not a lot of Man City supporters in Toronto, but you do have that. You have the pub, the the home of it. And uh, how how is that? How is that on a on a on a on a game? Well, day? Well, hold on, but maybe not that we know of. Like like
2: maybe I'll kind of redirect that question a little bit. I mean, is there a bunch of fans that we just don't know of? Ross? Well,
1: like what's I want let, why don't we let him answer the question, Connie? <laughs> yeah, but,
3: uh, no, no, no. He's dead on. It, it it is there's a lot there there is um i'll admit in 2009 uh when we opened up the pub uh <clears throat> you know it was uh, me and i just kind of said hey this is going to be a city pub to my partner so this that's the only thing i have that, that i'm going to put my foot down on. i said okay no problem so we back then you had to get like the satanta right um oh, fuck yeah. package for like 350 bucks a month or something he's going it's you and like your your girlfriend at the time my wife and I watching these games like where's all these city supports I'm like oh no they're out there like I've seen them I've seen them like I know they're out there the odd they guy exist <laughs> yeah I'm like they go you go to Skyway. you see the odd guy in a scarf you kind of like give a nod you're like walk down so sure enough like about two weeks later, I was putting up a putting up another scarf, thinking, okay, if I put up like my third scarf, like, people will just start coming in. And these guys walk in, and they're like, "Is that a city scarf?" I'm like, yeah, and they're like, "Oh shit!" And then we started talking. They're city fans, and they're they're still members of our club now. And then it, it was kind of like one of those. You just kinda of go out and every time you'd see someone with with a city scarf, you just or, or or anything to do with City, even if they were just wearing a fucking sky blue shirt, you'd go, Hey, are you a city fan? <laughs> like, <laughs> come to offer Bob. So start off with a really small group. Um, we our membership is is over 90 people now. Um, so, mm-hmm. does, Yeah, we have a, a membership of about ninety, about ninety-eight. Um, our capacity at Bob's, we well, not saying the that we don't go over capacity, but um, yeah, we've had some some days where we do, it, but big matches we do, we do members only, um, kind of at the door until kickoff, and then if there's any room after that, uh, we let you know a couple of stragglers in, um, but yeah, we've had we've had increased membership every year since uh, since then, and um, a lot of a lot of ex, it's nice because a lot a lot of manks. Like, a, like you get like a nice mix of of uh, of people that are. Like me, or like they were born into it or just became a city fan, and then you got the guys that come in, they're like straight from fucking up. main road, and they're like, oh, they're just, and they will tell you the stories that you just yeah that that, that kind of wakens everyone up, so it's nice,
0: nice. I've, w- I've walked cool. by there a few times uh like i'm a I'm a united fan, so I walk by there quickly uh, uh,
3: you, you go you're on the other side of the road though yeah yeah, yeah. I've, <laughs> I've I've accidentally found
0: myself on the right side uh and I, I just remember like. It was packed. I just remember it being like, I think it was like not even a huge game. It was a decent game, but it was like a 12 o'clocker, I think. And it just felt like it was
1: packed inside. And I remember going, oh, damn, like I was jealous. Um, I remember in uh, I think it was uh, your first title that you won. I remember walking down. You guys, you guys did a small parade down on uh, <laughs> Washington sure? Street, yeah, that and that
3: lasted till uh, uh some point of the night. I'm yeah. sure you
1: come I, of the you worst know, day of my life. There's probably about, there was probably about ten of you, I think maybe fifteen or so, and there's you know the flags out, and you were walking down the street. You know, I'm a Spurs fan, so I wasn't like pleased for you, but at the same time, it wasn't United. So I think was, everyone uh, <laughs> was
3: for <Worcestershire laughs> that point. He's Nobody
1: was pleased.
3: <laughs> I, I, I have
2: nightmares <laughs> of that moment still to this day right <laughs> given us
3: the qpr fans were pleased or the players were pleased right?
2: joey barton was pleased with his red card some of the worst defending i've ever seen in my life on that last goal oh,
3: i think so, i think he'll come out on his on his deathbed and say that was uh that was oh. for, all, for all the city fans out there how i pissed off purpose years. Yep. yeah
1: Girl, so i'm curious uh how did you how and why does a person become a man city fan
3: yeah, so I'm one of the ones that uh, was uh, luckily born into it. Uh, my dad's uh, my dad's from Withenshaw, which is a, a neighborhood down in uh, in Manchester. So a lot of blues. Kind of, if you ask if you ask them, they'll say if you're from Manchester, you're you're a blue, right? Like it's especially from these areas and um in 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 Manchester, and you're grown up doing it. And his dad was a blue, and his dad's dad was a blue. Um, their season ticket holders, all that stuff. So he moved over here um i think he was about 20 ish 23 24 whatever chasing my mom type thing this bc you know came out to british columbia and then uh we were born into it so we i grew up with uh i grew up with like yeah the third division second division like we grew up with all that we, struggles yeah getting the pink like the pink paper uh, uh sent to the house so we could like check scores oh yeah uh, had this shitty old radio that he would like transmit and get the odd game on um and that was pretty much it and then uh as you grow up and we we, we went up to the prem and stuff and it was like you know any things like that like it's in it, it we're lucky i mean lucky, but in Toronto here, we're we're getting games at like, you know, your early game's 8 o'clock, right? There, yeah, your, yeah. your games, are your late game is 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock in the morning, right? Our noon game for BC is 9 a.m. So, you just got used to waking up at 5 in the morning and watching games and so that. If you could
1: watch it, you watch it, basically, or, right? Or exactly. if you
3: were out the night before, you were staying up. You're stay staying up, up. Right? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially, especially university. That's why I came to university in Toronto, because I was like, if I'm going to be staying up till three in the morning, five, four and five in the morning. I want to make sure I can watch city games next morning. So if you're like, is it a good
1: program? I don't care. The time difference is worth it. (laughs) Exactly. So, so Polly, did you want to, uh, did you want to give us sort of a rundown on, um, you know, Man City since, Two thousand and eight, where they where they came from and how they got to where they are now. And I would love to get, you know, Ross, we would love to get your opinion on uh, on what Paul's about to <laughs> yeah, present we, to you. We've right? obviously brought in Ross
0: to be the voice of the season so far, uh, for Man City. So I thought before we, we kind of pictured him and got his thoughts, I'd give us a little bit of a here's where we're at in terms of uh city's performance to date. Uh so I mean let's be clear. Two seasons in a row, they win the title. Phenomenal. Like that's a huge achievement. Very hard to, to, do. to win it a third time is incredibly difficult. To let a third uh, or even the championship fall through the cracks in a defending year is so common because the pressure to be the defending champion is intense. So I think uh, as we sit on this season right now, a lot of the public sentiment might be that this has been a really bad season for Man City. Unfairly, there's been a lot of talk of there might be a need for a rebuild. So I just want to level set because I don't necessarily think a lot of the buzz is anything other than people wanting to kind of chop down, chop down the champion because I've been the champion once and I know that's what happens. People want to talk you down. So I just thought it would give us like a little bit of a level set. So yeah. currently, currently uh, Man City said at second place, they're 25 points behind Liverpool, uh, which sounds awful. It's seven losses and three draws. But if you look at the actual statistics behind this performance, we're talking about a team that uh, has lost a couple of key players. Vincent Company is a very difficult player to replace in the dressing room. And he's still, he was still capable to, to perform on the field occasionally. The... The stats to this season are actually very kind to Man City and their performance. They're the first in goals scored. They're the first in uh, what is called XG or expected goals. So they're creating the most opportunities to have yeah. expected goals. Chances created, yeah. They have allowed 10 goals more than Liverpool, but they're still sitting pretty defensively pretty. Um, but their XG, which is their, or sorry, XGA, their expected goals against is less than um, Liverpool's. So they've had the situation where they're allowing more goals, but they're actually creating less opportunity for goals to get scored, which is where, you know, the wonder of football and a little bit of luck prone against you can kind of change these stats. But the underlying stats here are... You, you, your position in the league is is not exactly what your performance should be tic- dictating you're not as far behind liverpool as 25 points you suggest and you've had a season where there's been a lot of um pretty significant injuries i think that's fair to say we'll get into that but if i step back and i and i don't look at uh man city as a just a, a sample of this season what we start to become aware of with man city right now is that you are looking at a squad that's going to lose some incredibly important key players. So uh, Silva, this is his last season at 28 years old. He's been a phenomenal player for you guys. Uh, Aguero is, I think, getting on 32 years of age. He's been phenomenal, but he's starting to miss more and more games. He's possibly one of the greatest strikers ever played in the Premier League. So replacing him is a big task. Uh, All season, it's been a defensive patchwork. Um, Leroy Sané wasn't available this season. And I think you guys really struggled with... uh, with his absence. So there's been some squad issues. And if we had to step back and say the really biggest big picture concerning thing that's happening right now in Man City is that today was day two in defense at the Court of Arbitration at Cass, uh, where a possible two-year ban may or may not be upheld from Champions League, uh, which of course has some influence in your ability to sign certain players and maybe maintain a certain manager. And you've also got players who are incredibly important like De Bruyne coming out and saying a two-year ban from Champions League. I may have to rethink my future at Manchester City. So that's a, a big jump of where we're at right now <laughs> with Man City. And I don't expect you to go through it all oh. immediately, but
1: what we want to try oh, to yeah, cover we do. Is, Come on, that's the point. Is, of this. <laughs> you know, I want to hear about all of like, it.
2: I think, is, is a great talking point right now. A lot of stuff going on. Yeah, so we'll start with what
0: are your thoughts so far. What's the consensus from your team, your people uh, about Manchester City this season?
3: Yeah. So, I mean, <clears throat> thanks for bringing. I mean, obviously the to to uh, to defend your title after after two seasons and the season we had the the Centurions is is obviously very very difficult and and. Everyone understands that, but I think our expectations are so high that um, it was really expect like we came in. Now, there's there has been moments this year. I think a lot of people forget too the way we went out of Champions League last year. Brian, thank you very much. Spurs. <laughs> I really uh, how <laughs> that was. And, uh, you know, you can't. Porsche on, on whose fault. Who's, uh, everything. Okay. <laughs> on our fault. I'll put I'll put it on okay, our okay. own our own team. Okay, but, okay. but that was like that focus that kind of takes you away from, yeah, we've done we've done the prime we got the centers, we did, you know, um, you know, we got the FA Cup. Uh and then it's like that to me, to me that the, the squad is looking that way. And I think Pep's kind of Euro like the vision of that is that this is gonna be our goal this year. Um, and we have played very well in Champions League and I think we were all very excited to play and uh Real Madrid and I'm uh, I'm not super happy that they've had this rest off period now. Uh, I would like to play the March 17th on St. Patrick's Day and you know book in get in at noon and start going at it and but uh like everyone else wanted to but that got pushed back. So and now we're pro- you know we're going to watch it. We can still drink, uh, drink some Guinness and, and watch the game, but um, it's uh, it, it's to me that the, the season started and we weren't we weren't set to to compete right away. Obviously, I think the biggest thing that 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 we we didn't mention yet was uh, with Vinny being out, which is, I mean, really, Vinny was almost a club captain, the clubhouse captain, right? Like because he had so many injuries, but he was such an important factor, and he was such a, a, a you don't even know what goes on in training, right? He could be he could have been directing guys in training when he's got his 14th hamstring injury, but it's his voice, right? right? You'd say, it's like his it, voice, yeah." But, yeah then, like, but then, but then, but then, you get Laporte, and you go, "Okay, this is going to be the game changer." Laporte is, and he is like Laporte is when he's all, he's unbelievable. He's a dynamite, but, dynamite, a fantastic defender. defender. And then he gets injured, right? And we're like, "Oh fuck!" Like, what's wrong with these guys? <laughs> like, like, and I feel for him because you can tell he wants to be, and then he wants to make a change. He wants to be, with... I think, he wants to be a city. He wants to kind of take him where where Vinny left off and be that city defender for the next you know eight years type thing. But, um. You know what happened, and, and it's shit that it happened, and we just can't get him healthy. And and obviously, like you said, Sane too, um, you lose him early like that, and it's not like it's not like a little like finagling injury of like oh, I fucking left toe or something like that, or a hamstring. Like the, these, it's an AC, you know, boom, his knee, right? And you miss that. I mean, as much as I hate saying it, because he's. I mean, remember Germany left him out of out of their squad that for was the World like, That I'm was wild. Me. And I said, I said back then, I'm like, man, like, like he's the young best. player of the season, wasn't he? Young player young of the player season, of this season? and and the biggest super Bonkers. sub you can ask for. Yeah, right. I don't think City would use him this much this year as a super sub because I think that's rude to say against a, a guy like that who's who's who could go on and dominate for 70 minutes. But when you bring him on at the 55th minute, defenders go, "Fuck, are you kidding me?" Like. I'm um, I'm in the 55th minute of the game, and now you bring on you bring on Leroy Sane. Right? I don't even consider
2: him a super sub. Like for me, how many teams, not only in the Premier League but in Europe, would mm-hmm. die to have him as a starter? And that's, and that's what I mean. No, but he's a he super sub
1: for City,
3: though. He definitely. No, is. No, I don't think so. But I think Gordon this would be what I, I think. Yeah. And I think this year he would have started full out.
1: I think so too. I think that's the point. I think, I think he was developing into that starting on from that mm-hmm. left side, this season would have been it. And it, it would, he would have gone on to be like, you know, that a uh, big player for you guys. And then of course that from playing
0: fantasy football for a long time, fantasy footy, <laughs> I should say, I, I, I can, I can tell you, he's not a super sub per se, but the rotation is heavy at Pep Guardiola. Yeah, it is. Like, yeah. So you have a fantastic player who's just not playing week in week out. And that's because Mares and Sterling are also fantastic players. And that's the luxury of Manchester. The City, yeah. right? but Bernardo, this season I, I said this yeah, really yeah. I mean, early in the season. The fact that you couldn't bring him on as a different option because his wide play is phenomenal, whereas maybe a Sterling likes to cut in and is a little bit predictable. Yeah. There's there's no guessing with Man City now. All the teams know how you guys play. It's hard to defend against, but there's no we're going to change it out by giving you a slightly different lineup with a little bit more worry on a wide player. His the tactical freedom he gave that team i thought was really missed it was a huge miss yeah. I, I i but i always struggle with laporte being injured is a big deal i get that but he's one player he's one center back you guys have bought a lot of center backs <laughs> <and> you, <laughs> a lot you
1: of defenders your, be your, best, me,
0: yeah. your best defensive midfield player is your
3: best option mm-hmm. to put back mm-hmm. as cover Yeah, but Fern is he's he's that he's a special player like that. I I, I give him full credit for trying to do it this year. He he was successful in in some aspects, but yeah, I mean obviously like um, like Otto, um, you know, didn't he can't fit that, uh, especially when you take like. You take Vinny away and stuff like that, like Odomendi. Like when we got him, it was going to be wow. Okay, here you go. We got this. You know, Mangala Odomendi. Like, and it, yeah, it didn't work out the way we wanted. And we know that highs uh, and lows, though, with
2: Odomendi. Sometimes he was really good, but the word I'm hearing is that you guys are looking to offload him. Is there any truth to that?
3: Oh, I think, I, I think City, like, and it's it's tough right now, money wise. And you look at, like, other than Sane coming up, actually making money on a player. Um, the last I can remember is Sean Wright Phillips, probably. Yeah. Like we just, we just have never been able to, to really have a player that, so whenever we we lose these guys for money, it's just like, fuck, like we bought them for whatever, 45, 50 million, whatever. And you just lose players. But, and, and they, a lot of these guys, Oh, whatever. She could just pour my money. and She could pour my, he's, it's a business too, man. Like, and this is what this will, I know you get to this in the, in the championship. We're one of very few teams showing profit. Like she, she, when she purchased, uh you know, like he's he's made money off this. It's not like he's just dumping profit. money.
1: Profit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I just did the error. So
3: yeah, let's get into that Uh whenever you guys want. We'll get no, right but, into it. Before we get
2: into that, though, before we go that way, Lero, Leroy Sane is heavily heavily linked hmm. to leave in the next transfer window. Can, can you Got confirm? It. Yeah, like I, think- well, I, I
3: can't. I, I mean, let me. Yeah, Pep called me like two days ago, so uh, <laughs> at that point, I think he was kind of saying he's gone, but yeah, no, you'd I mean, you
1: lost your phone still at that point. So, I mean, at, I think- at that
3: time, I was like, I was, well, yeah, I was trying to set up rounds of golf with him, I could, I, <laughs> you know, um, but um, I think the like, but I mean, and it's and this pisses me right off about. I mean, I think I think we're all pissed off at the German league right now because we thought it was just gonna be fucking lightning bolts everywhere. And we're like, this isn't this is just not that great. Maybe it's just without fans. I don't know. I watched that Bayern uh, uh Dortmund game. Um I got excited, oh, no, it's a bit, shit. But, but it just wasn't there. It's but I just a farmers. Yeah, I wanted it to I want to be better, but um but there's b- wonderful players, obviously, and and yeah. Like, in Germany. And I think like when when they left Sonny out of the side, the German it's almost like did they do that so that he would say okay, I'm going to come back to Germany and play here now because if I'm not playing in Germany, I'm probably not getting in the side. Do you think right, that maybe. was driving his desire for the move? It has to be, right? I, I think part of it because I mean, obviously going to Bayern Munich is 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 important, but he, he's he's at a, a club that's just as big in a, in the best league in the world. And he has a chance to dominate under arguably one of the best managers ever. And you could make a strong argument that it's a step down for him. Yeah, I, th- I would. I mean, the league. The league. I think it would no doubt, obviously. And I, the league, is I a think step down, he's sure. not. Yeah, and he's not going to be. He's. Not, it's not going to be like one of those situations where, right, when De Bruyne went to Chelsea and then went back to Wolfsburg, then came because he was still developing. Sonny is ready to dominate now, and if he doesn't dominate now, like. Is he going to come back to England? Probably not. I personally get the sense with
0: him that he's not a Pep Guardiola player in that the intensity and perfection and day-to-day, up-in-your-face, highest levels, that Pep, like he demands that from his players. He's so relentless in that demand. Some guys just don't respond to that pressure. I think he might actually just want to be like a guy who knows he'll play, he knows he'll be in the starting lineup, it's know Like
3: against, yeah, against. Like you can relax big, here and, like, and there. You can knock and if, a few goals in in his twenty minutes on. And if we the know one it. thing, Pep Guardiola players always come out
0: after working with him. They say years later, he's like, he made me better. We won trophies, but I was mentally
1: exhausted yeah. playing under Pep Guardiola. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, guys
3: a, some yeah. guys might not be cut out for it right and, I, and I if we like, if
1: we know anything about the Bundesliga which you guys just mentioned we've been watching the defending in the Bundesliga it is a shambles <laughs> <It's horrendous. laughs> so sone it's going to just he's going to score oh. 40 goals in the, for Bayern Munich next season you know like, yeah. like but you when that, it. when, when the only so 40 bad.
3: on was at Belarus league um i no, thought that was I thought the defending in that uh, watching on bet365 the defending in the Belarus league was on par with, with the Bunsley. Uh, let's,
2: let's also mention the best thing about Leroy Sane is the tattoo, the full back I tattoo of up. himself on his I mean, back. Like, no, nothing beats that. Like
3: you Celebrating. Know. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Him and, yeah, him it's and it's Sterling a, have got the best tats. A pretty ballsy move. A pretty ballsy tat to get when you're that young, right? Gonna say I got mighty. So I got mighty control. bumps on my arm. I got mighty most on my arm when I was like 17, and got that covered up by 21. So,
0: <laughs> so <laughs> All it, right. it, what I'm hearing is that you're saying, if I put words in your mouth, but it sounds like. The, the accomplishment of three in a row was going to be so intense and so hard to reach a couple of things right off the bat fell off and then you were just starting from
3: behind and it just didn't click into gear enough. Yeah. And Liverpool's like, like, I mean, I will, I, they're taking, I'll give them a lot of shit, but they, I mean, they're having a season. Um, They're, they're pulling a move out of the, out of the, uh, out of the rags bag with scoring late, Last minute, ninety fourth clock minute goals, as we used to call Fergie Fergie time, right? Like they're, they're 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 bagging goals in when it matters. They're putting in ninety first yeah. minute, you know, and and they're getting those breaks and those bounces and shit like that, which you do need. Like when we we be, we won the league last year, it was like yeah, Stones took a ball off the line that was a quarter inch, right? Yeah. Um, you guys score you guys scored a bunch of goals late early on in the season as well.
1: Sterling like, Sterling scored it, like nine
3: it, goals in the first yeah, 15 goals that it, were like it, in it, the, look the look last eight minutes. For, uh, the the rub of the green, right? The, the goal of the year for me was last year was Vinny against uh against Foxes. Because no, no, it, I mean, it was, and it was a year, fucking yeah. screamer and he goes out, and that's the way you go out as Man City Captain is like call Warner Brothers and write the movie. Right? Like it's uh that was a phenomenal
0: end to a great career. Absolutely yeah, right. But, but
3: that was that was like, again, it, it looked like that whole game. We weren't going to, we, no one was going to break through. No one was going to break through. And I love the picture. There's a there's a picture out there. And it's just like Vinny, it's right after the game, I think. And it was like Vinny and Pep looking at each other. And Pep's kind of like shrugging. I'm like, are you kidding me? It was like, where did that come from? Vinny's just smiling, right? It's like, wow.
0: Yeah, That my favorite thing about that uh, goal was that everyone was yelling, don't shoot. Don't shoot, On the, yeah, on yeah, the field. But everyone in the stands was yelling, shoot, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is the best way to finish your career. I love it. So, all right. This season, second place, probably, barring some miracle from Leicester or somebody or some sort of (laughs) shock, lack of performance because of COVID, but comfortably in the top four. uh, You're still in Champions League. You have a shout at Champions League. I would say that you were one of two teams that I personally would preference. Uh, as having the best odds of winning Champions League, but we won't touch that because yeah, who knows? I'll, so boys, I'll,
3: I'll throw some. I'll throw some down if we're if we're talking gambling talk now. <laughs> I,
0: I, I think Bayern Munich are gonna be
2: favorites. For I, I me. picked Manchester City at the beginning of the season, and this was not easy for me as I'm a Red. I picked them to win the Champions League. I said this is the year.
3: This year they're gonna do that. Yeah. That bet's yeah.
2: still alive. That bet is still up in there. I, mean, I feel good about it. So let's assume
0: the season ends with. A Champions League finish, who knows if you win or lose, but let's say you get all the way to the Champions League final. You're finishing yep. second in the league. What do you think needs to be addressed going into next season to get you guys back to the lofty heights, uh, knowing that you know Vincent Company is still a big absence, David Silva will be moving on, Uh, Sane let's say he's going to move on because that's realistically what's going to be happening what do you guys think you're looking at are you guys looking at a season of rebuild are you looking straight into the market and you're going to be back into contention for a championship again what's realistic for Man City next season
3: yeah I think um, well like the defending is going to be I think that's where that's where our transfers are are leaning right now Um, I think the Chilwell's pretty much gonna gonna happen like and i'll take him any day um ben chilwell will cost you a fucking
2: fortune and and i'm gonna stop you right there i'm like we we talked earlier on in the pod about all these guys being linked to chelsea i'm hearing that chilwell is being strongly linked to chelsea
3: really yeah that's aggressively so so the good the good thing is is that we do have like our our academy youth system we we have we for years we we haven't really heard much of them coming in because it, you got to think how hard it is for a player to even get in the city side uh, as it is. Phil Foden. Uh, right. So so Foden hopefully he's a, he's a household name now and we all right and he's a midfield he's attacking and you know I think I think Dav Silva leaving, Bernardo coming in and taking that role allows Foden to come in and kind of take that Bernardo role that that he was behind Dab Silva. So and, and he is, he's still, I think he's, he's one of those players that, that, um, f- he fits that pep style. I think, I think pep really does like him. I think he likes working with him. We do have some really good, um, young defenders coming through, um, Harwood Bellis is, is like 17, 18 years old now. Um, he's been the captain for the under 17 England's, uh, under 18s. Uh, he'll be, I, I think, but he's not ready yet. Right. Um, there's a couple. I mean, Eric Garcia is should be ready to go again, but the prem is just so demanding. You just don't know. You don't know if they're gonna be ready, and it's too late to say. If, then when you get in there and you give them a run of three or four games, it's hard, right? So,
1: I'm just, I'm really curious about how you're gonna like. And I know I know you're not gonna need to necessarily replace Sergio Aguero yet, but we did say talk about his age and we did talk about his injury record. Uh, you know who who is that? is Gabriel Jesus replace him is he good enough no and if, no. And if well, not if before not before you see anything let I me mean, let me finish let me finish fucking replaces I know, yeah i know no, of, course, of course not of course not i know that i mean, uh, what i'm trying to say is is he, how many goals a season is he average he averaged goals somewhere between 20 and 30 goals a season in the prem yeah. um you're going to lose if you lose him either from an injury or from uh potentially just you know just getting just getting old and losing Losing uh, form, who 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 is in the works other than uh, you know Gabriel Jesus who's already there to yeah. to, to pick up some of that slack because it's a massive amount of slack. It's not a scenario where you just like you know oh well we'll bring in a couple other forwards and they'll score goals from anywhere kind of thing. It, he is like like Connie said earlier, arguably one of the best ever in the Prem, if not the best ever striker that the Prem's seen. I think from a technical standpoint, he is um, he's just unbelievable where he scores goal from goals from on a regular basis. I'm just curious,
3: has that is that
1: something that's being talked about amongst the supporters and as well as the the club itself
3: yeah it's scary i mean there's not there's like i'll I'll admit like i i was thinking of it when you guys are talking talking transfers i'm kind of going fuck like we don't but the premise is is, uh, if you other than liverpool and like obviously anyone would take any one of those three um but my my dark horse if a lot of it depends on this on this financial fair fair play bullshit and if not Listen, when, when this stuff came with the COVID stuff you guys were talking about earlier and, and how clubs may not have money to spend. So that my dark horse of a, of a transfer next year, if we're not in shit and if we can spend money, um, I, I would love to see Harry Kane come over and <laughs> blow, blow it on him and say, fuck it. Come on over and just get those great balls coming in. And right. But. Uh, you know, I I don't. I it's don't good know, one, Ross. It's a good one.
2: But that's uh, well, hold on a second. I don't know that that's necessary necessarily <laughs> unrealistic either, right? Because, and like if this guy is looking for titles, which you know we hear a couple of comments. I, I do. I mean, I, and this is not like taking the piss, Brian or whatever. Like, We've had
1: this debate over and, and over again. <laughs>
2: it, it would cost a lot of money. He is starting to become similar to Aguero, a little bit more injury prone. But if he does have that. Title appetite, and I mean this with I all think due you respect, signed through Ryan, 20, 24, it, it, right? It, it, yeah, it would cost a boatload of money. Yeah, but, but you're still yeah, going to get it all depends on what happens with this financial fair play thing, though, but mm-hmm. you're going to get. 60, 70 million for Sane. I mean, they don't. Yeah. Man City don't want to sell, and Bayern really want him, and he wants
1: to go. I and don't think it's a financial uh, problem. I think it's who's av- who's available who's at that level. level. At that level, like at, at the highest level, like there's not a lot of strikers that you can. And that's what, a- what i was saying. Right, not say, many that you are at that level.
2: It takes two things. It's it takes Kane wanting to go, and it takes. City being willing to pay a price. And, and
1: it takes the club of uh, the uh, Spurs wanting to sell him for, uh, you know, which no, could happen. It doesn't. If he does
2: the price was right. No, you're getting, we, we live in an era now more than ever. Not, uh, again, well, well, Simi, t- tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, from what I hear, you're rumors wrong. wise, and it's been reported strongly, Sane internally has said, You're selling me to Bayern Munich. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, g- I'm going.
3: He's gone. Like, and, and I think yeah. Hernandez might come back, they say, as like a part of the package. But yeah, that could be 80 million, 90 million. But I, line, Brian, I don't even know if Kane is... Kane would pep, have to force it. Kane would sorry, have to I just,
2: force that move. Let's pause a second. I,
0: I don't think Kane is even a Pep Guardiola style striker. No, nope. wasn't a Pep Guardiola striker.
3: Aguero I would to say that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like now, having having said that, like if you look at the way we Spurs played under Puch, you that style of football isn't that much different than, not, yeah. than the way City plays. So he he Kane is a, a much better player than just that standard number nine. He does a lot more, yeah. um, you know, coming becoming deep and distributing the ball than most people give him credit for. So he certainly could play under Guardiola, I, and and I'm not saying he wouldn't or this won't ever happen. I just think if you look at the the, the now the the market we're going into post COVID and and how much money. Uh, he's he, he's worth two Spurs at Spurs I don't see the club unless he's like down to a year on his contract but he's not he's got three years well, left and I think, I think it, it, be this year. it
3: will not be this year because I think Kuhn will stay this year and he'll be there and we'll pick a, I mean I, I'd take Eden's echo back for one year just to be just to be a talisman up there just to lay off balls and get his odd head on come on for 15-20 minutes or even start a game you know a road game against you know fucking Burnley or something like that just to get bang some guys up that they're gonna still one to of the most potent goal scorers in Europe as well even he's, playing he's banging them yeah. yeah. I,
0: I know we started the question with we talked about Aguero and we kind of we chimed in here but for me your issues haven't been in scoring goals I, I I don't see there being a lot of issues creating opportunities for goal scoring I don't see there's a lot of like there's so many guys who can put a ball in the net on your team me it's a there's something that and the back four that needs to be addressed, or there's something that has to be shielding the back four. I know Rodri's just getting used to the Premier League and there's still, you know, juries out if he's going to be able to to play at the high level. Um, But you've got Fernandinho, who's another year older, kind of a wasted year for him. He's been playing out of position the entire season. You will not be by any stretch of the imagination the only club in the market for a quality centre-back that can move the ball like a Pep Guardiola-style defender. Yeah. And that's where it, it, you know, not a question of money anymore or prestige. It could just be a question of you might be one of three amazing choices for a Bali or whoever it is you're talking to. It, yeah, that's it, I it's a dangerous time for for City. I think right now, yeah, Akula Bali think.
3: is more like the buy, isn't the buyout something like eighty. 5 million or something like that it's or? gonna be something crazy it's really no, it will sell for a price man i do think yeah. I, I,
1: I do think we're ignoring the the post-covid situation here by saying these these large large numbers i know it's in his contract and i think that's the key thing to it if there's a, a bio clause that's that high there's only a few teams in the world that can afford it and right. even the teams that normally could afford it the teams like a barcelona or a real madrid aren't going to be in the market the same way they normally would be in a in a in a in a transfer window. So you're going to see a lot of these players stay where they are because that's the easiest thing to do. They're on a contract already, unless their contract's running out and that's where they're going to be probably the most valuable to the club and, and to the league and to their own, for their own career, because it means they're, they're already bed in, they're already going to be playing. So you're going what you're going to run into, I think Ross is a bunch of these players are at the end of their sort of like so-called peak, you know, when it comes to the age that they're at some of the defenders you're talking about, some of the midfielders, including Aguero up front. It's a lot of them at the same time. It's like the cycle's over, you know. We, in football, we always talk about cycles, about when the players kind of roll through and what comes next is going to be key. And I think that's where you guys are at now. You've had a really fucking good cycle, probably one of the best ever in the in the in football history, but in the prem for sure. That that cycle's ending. Like you're 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 coming to the end of that potentially to the end of that cycle. It doesn't mean that you don't have the means to pick up very quickly and still be mm-hmm. right up in the top four and in in, in in competing. I just think the lot of that what's the, and potentially losing Guardiola as well. I think there's a lot. To do there for you guys than, than, than maybe uh, there normally would be if the situation was a little bit different.
3: It, and it, it comes down to the prem. It really does. The prem is so difficult to bring in. Like we got Claudio Gomez, defensive mid, 18 year old, right? A phenomenal player. Can he step in and and be Fernandinho? Probably like he will be when he's like 22, 23, but not right now. Yeah. Right. It's so like, getting, getting these players in at this moment
2: that Fernandinho's. Been the most underrated player in the Premier League for the last three, four seasons. He's not just a guy you replace. He like losing him to go back to the, the to the defense and even his injuries. We talked about it on a podcast last year. That injury to Fernandinho was just oh, such nice. a, such a mass. I think that was your turning point, like Laporte obviously. But I would say the biggest impact I saw when watching City is when Fernandinho was not in that squad.
3: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It was
2: wild, and like like we all know, like everybody knows who watches football, especially the prem. Replacing or getting cover for a a very very good defensive midfielder is very difficult. Eighteen year olds not going to do that.
3: Yeah, yeah, and that's like like you see Conte, Fernandinho, guys yeah. like that, and then it's it's almost like the striker, the defensive mid, are the most sought after people because you just. How many strikers are out there that we know that could step into a team and play and start banging in goals? Not many. How many great defensive midfields? Fucking Next to none.
0: It's weird how football all of a sudden the defensive midfield position it became like this most sought after oh. linchpin position, where prices started elevating. Where guys used to be twenty million are now fifty or sixty million, and all it's they do players, is basically yeah. carry water up and down the pitch. Like Engola well,
1: Conte, uh, Conte kind of helped with that a little bit too, right? You know with the, what he did at Leicester I, and then what he did at Chelsea. The media I love his story after. though, right where he came Great from, story. just yeah, coming
3: Division yeah. whatever three in in France like. But it's been, and our fullbacks are able to move up the field better, right? Right. So then right, the guys, fullback, you know, we're 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 uh, I think
1: we're 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 getting we got to get into the weeds a little bit here, Paul, with the, uh, so the financial I, I fair play less,
3: situation. Okay, I am yeah. less
0: uh <laughs> dire about your situation as Brian. I actually think you guys, your I'm staff- not dire. This season, your stats were not dramatically worse than, in a lot of instances, better than Liverpool's. So I don't think you're wildly off. I think this batch of players could still compete at the highest level for at least one or two more seasons if you I don't start losing players to things that you can't control, like a De Bruyne leaving because you have a upheld two-year ban from Champions League. Uh, this is day two, two of you. the court well, this- hearing. Um, The announcement will not be made until August unless it's leaked, but nobody's going to know what the actual results are. Uh, But there is a three-day court session at the Court of uh, Sport Arbitration um, where three judges from a panel that were previously vetted um, were selected by UEFA, by the Sports uh, Council, and by Manchester City. You guys have some... some drop dead killer evidence supposedly that will get you out of this mess, uh, which involved hacked emails and all kinds of fun stuff. Mm -hmm. It's going to be messy. What do you think that the severity and impact to your club would be if this two year ban was upheld?
3: Can I, can I, I'm gonna, I, I hope you guys don't mind. I got to change the, change the like not a conversation. Same thing, but I just got to read this. It'll take me a minute or two. K. Okay? It's Here from it. my dad because he uh, he like I say is lifelong blue and he, he likes to be a bit of a storyteller. So I hope you guys don't. Oh, mind. Oh, we this. love this. This is, great. Uh, uh, love which, this is great. Which kind of gets into the, this this his his thoughts on the whole thing. Okay, not the whole thing, but you'll you'll understand. Okay. So you writes to me this because we were shooting the shit about it. Once upon a time, there's a really prestigious football tournament called the European Cup, which was based on sporting excellence. It was brought together outstanding teams from across the continent. To qualify teams, you had to first prove yourself by winning your own league, truly a competition for the champions. With the glory also came opportunity for great, great wealth, and eventually the principle of sporting excellence was overtaken by greed. The self-appointed elite of the time, the European royalty, decided they wanted a greater share of the spoils, and they wanted it guaranteed regardless of the performance. The grubby little cartel, later known as the G14, threatened to break away and form their own Super League, and hence the UEFA caved in and Champions League was born. At the heart of this self-serving little cartel were three English clubs, United, Liverpool, and Arsenal. And coincidentally, the format of the new competition granted three places for English teams. Well, it went from a straight knockout to initial group stages. So then when the money started rolling in from TV rights, a very lucrative boom, the money started coming in and the big three got fatter as they disappeared over the horizon, They're leaving the rest of the league, you know, blah, blah, blah. A little chance of ever challenging for this. Well, then, out of a this is what we're talking about, Abramovich, and and, and out of the blue, wealthy Russian Roman Abramovich comes rolling in and bankrolls Chelsea. So disaster averted because now the G14 beat the three, say UEFA, England needs four now. Well, this was until the evil Sheik came on with his unlimited dirty oil money. Now, with UEFA. Unable or willing to accommodate the latest unwelcome guests at the top of the table, a new strategy was required to preserve the dominance of established elite. Without further ado, the financial fair play was conceived. This had little to do with fair play, turning a blind eye to debt-ridden clubs and owners who systematically drained money out of the game. It was solely designed to stop wealthy owners investing in clubs and making them competitive, thus ensuring the lazy, established elite remain unchallenged. So... (laughs) <laughs> That's kind of where my thoughts are. What at. do you mean, financial fair play?
1: I've heard place. that take before, but and I'm I think I'm it's a, a supporter
2: nonsense. of a very wealthy club, and and who it would be a detriment to my club, and it is a detriment. It's so you don't have leagues like Spain and Scotland, where it's a two team league, and we do have the luxury of having a top six, and now top seven, top eight. No one wants to watch one team win the fucking league every year unless you support. That one team because they can afford the best players. It happens in Spain. It's been happening in Scotland forever. It's not good for football. So, I mean, uh, the
3: the word why is the why is premiers why is premiership fans? Do we care so much about Champions League? Because it's a Sorry. coveted trophy. why? though. The team.
0: teams in the world playing against each yeah, other. i got like, to pause this here because this is going wildly off
2: topic. <laughs> I, I, I heard <laughs> we can spend an
0: hour talking about whether or not financial fair play is true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're right. bear, you're right. The motivation behind Paul. it. Good job. Yeah. It just, oh, we're it fucked. If, if, if we work.
3: get hit, we're fucked. If Pep stays, we're good because we got players. Or stuff. When you talk about De Bruyne earlier, I think Pep and De Bruyne have such a good relationship that if – if we are out of Champs League, if we do get this ban, if Pep stays, which he says he does, he says he'll stay if we're in a third, you know, division. third division, right? Which would be, just be phenomenal. And he's yeah. full of shit. He's full. Of, <laughs> yeah, he ain't doing that. But before anybody says anything, though, I want to
2: like look when Juventus got sent down to Serie B. Mm-hmm. And this was, like, I, I, don't quote me, but about 15 years ago, the majority of their key players, other than Fabio Canavero, oh, who went to... They stayed. And here's the other thing you got to remember with Manchester City. Their players are on top wages. So Mm -hmm. they're not – if they go almost anywhere else other than a PSG or a Real Madrid or Barcelona,
3: they're taking a wage cut, cut, guys. But if they stay, they're staying on that.
0: Okay, so let's say August, (laughs) the announcement is made. Is Is there going to be some sort of party at Opera Bob's, like the reading of the Oscars? (laughs) (laughs)
1: and and the winner is it's like you've been on the pod before
0: Mm -hmm. honestly I'll have I'll be there as well because if the winner is uh, Manchester United it might be because you guys have a two year ban and we're going to the Champions League in fifth place
3: yeah we won't let you in oh buddy even if you you try to come in undercover if you two try to come in undercover we're putting oh and Paul and I
2: already have our costumes ready to go oh we got facial
3: facial recognition now (laughs) (laughs) we have a separate party and you're all invited oh my god you guys remember when bars were a thing don't we get a media
1: Fuck, pass? Know, don't, don't we get a media pass or something? You know, just Brian, you get a media pass we, we have a couple
3: Spurs fans that come in, anyways. But yeah, yeah, I hard don't know, him. man. You
1: should never him a in
2: after that champion. <laughs> <league. laughs> except
3: for champions of last year. Either. All right, uh, you, you, we're gonna we're gonna
0: end off with the uh, the hot seat. The hot seat, Ross. Okay? Yeah, so let's do that. Oh, I've a heard series about, of yeah. questions, fire away. First thought, answers, kind of thing. Okay, ready? Here we go. Add any former city player
3: to this team now. Who do you add? Any former city player to the team now. Uh Joey Barton, because you do you do something. Fuck. Madman Joey Barton.
0: Yeah. Somebody's legs off, probably Man City Treble or Leafs win the Stanley Cup.
3: Oh fuck, I hate the Leafs. I'm a Flyers fan. Treble any day. There we go. Even also, if I was a Leafs fan. Fuck
0: the Flyers. Yeah. Uh most hated opponent player.
3: Oh most hated. Gotta be a night. You player. got yeah, you gotta go. I mean you gotta go with fat bastard Rooney. Just because of that bicycle kick, motherfucker! I can't get that goal you've ever seen in your life. I can't get that off of like it's like six years later. Stupid shit on! I can tell you for a fact it was the the only time you ever rode a
0: bike. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite match day drink?
3: Oh, spring breakers we call them. It's just a, a big. Pitcher full of uh, um, dark rum, ginger ale with a couple of limes, and we just go spring breakers, and everyone grabs a glass and you start punching them in. <laughs> How much do you miss no the Crooked Star? From? What's that? How much do you miss the Crooked Star? Oh, the Crooked Star. Well, well, Shawnee, who the owner of the Crooked Star was, uh, was pretty much my first, my first Man City uh, fan. So, uh, other than my wife who sat beside me, he used to come by and watch games with me as well. So, uh, I miss the Star a ton. Mm-hmm rossi man
1: you've been awesome good show man good show yeah Great thanks for guys. coming on right thanks a ton yeah really appreciate it we'll definitely have you back uh in the near future uh once once we see what's going to happen or the transfer window maybe even uh you know when it was summer special we'll bring you on and have a, have another chat oh,
2: though right now there's a lot of stuff going on with them they've been one of the best teams going I'd love to get Ross back on to to get his opinion on things that are happening
3: yeah boys if it was a Euro year you know we got pretty big England crowd yeah
1: yeah lots to talk about we don't need to wear our colors at that point we all all (laughs) these guys are are Scottish fans so they wouldn't be there Uh, for that either (laughs)
3: unless we match up against them
1: (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, yeah all right, guys, thanks for coming on. Uh, and uh thanks for listening to North End Podcast. And we will be back next week. Bye. 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 This is the North.